This is Yunus Zhang, and today I'm talking to Megan. Welcome, Megan. Can you give us a brief introduction of yourself? Hey, thanks so much for having me. Uh, so my name is Megan Hetfield. Um, I use she, her pronouns. Um, I'm a peer recovery support specialist, and I'm also someone who identifies as no longer having a chaotic relationship with substances. Um, and I'm also um, someone who loves and attends and hosts uh, harm reduction works meetings. Starting off with your work on harm reduction works, HRW, what does harm reduction mean? Yeah, so harm reduction is many things. It's a pragmatic strategy, an evidence-based strategy uh, for meeting people where they're at with their substance use, including alcohol. Um, it can also be applied to things like self-harming and mental health and, you know, um, you know, disordered eating and all types of other things. Uh, but essentially, it's a it's a way to meet people uh, with compassion and find out what their goals are and meet them where they're at to see what they need to reach their own goals. So it's a, it's a, it's a self-determined approach as opposed to a punitive one where you're telling someone, you know, what's wrong with them and what they need to do to fix it. And, um, you know, it's a it's just a really beautiful philosophy, too, that centers uh, humanity and compassion, dignity and respect. So specifically to drug usage, there is a stigma that comes along with it. Um, how has this prevented quality care for users? And is there any connection in the film Love in the Time of Fentanyl that you would like to make? Oh, my gosh. You know, stigma is the biggest barrier. Uh, for folks, for all types of issues, especially substance use, you know, it's it's the fact that it's a criminal justice issue and not a public health one in our country um, and the historical roots um, of racist policies that continue today, you know, make it a highly stigmatized issue. You know, um, you can't see, but I'm wearing a shirt that says be nice to drug users. You know, this this shirt gets lots of attention because we're not taught that. We're taught, you know, people whose drugs are bad. They're morally corrupt. They're lawbreakers. You know, they must be there must be something wrong with them. And in, in fact, we should be treating them, you know, the complete opposite. You know, folks who use drugs are some of the most marginalized among us. Um, and this film, Love in the Time of Fentanyl, you know, really captures that. It captures the spirit of people treating each other like human beings, you know, despite the fact that using substances might be an aspect of their lives. It is not everything to them. It is not everything they are. It's just a part of their lives. Um, and unfortunately, it's the part of their lives that causes so much grief, you know, due to the criminalization, due to the stigmatization, uh, due to the criminal justice involvement that people have, and they can't seem to break free of that. And uh, the film really, really beautifully captures what happens when you move the stigma out of the way and just treat people like human beings. So moving on from quality care, safe injection sites allow medical supervision for people who want to inject pre-obtained drugs. How does this type of medical aid support individuals in comparison to a detox-only method? Yes, so the um, what you refer to as safe injection sites, which is what some people refer to them as, another name for them is overdose prevention sites. Uh, because essentially that's what they do. You know, they keep people alive um, with a really unstable drug supply. Um, you know, fentanyl is a contaminant, a poison that is found in most illicit uh, powdered or pill substances that are purchased, you know, illicitly outside of a doctor's office or pharmacy. And uh, these centers, um, these overdose prevention centers, you know, center 
people's lives as, as the most important thing. You know, if you are not able to breathe and be alive, you're unable to uh, complete something like an inpatient detox. So an inpatient detox um, or even an outpatient detox is, is a great um, strategy. It's a great, you know, um, evidence-based treatment for someone that wants to detox, but not everyone is ready for that, right? There's many, many factors uh, that would cause someone to not be ready to go through a detox. It can be really hard on the body physically, mentally, emotionally. Um, and some people don't have a safe environment to go home to uh, after a detox. And maybe they've tried many times uh, to detox off their substance of choice, but then when they leave, you know, they don't have the right environment to support their healing. Um, you know, it takes many, many things for people to heal and get well, and it's different for everyone. You know, it's not a, a prescriptive thing. Um, so, you know, the main difference is that the overdose prevention sites or safe injection sites um, in the film are a place where people can continue to be safe while they are deciding what they think is the best thing for them um, in regards to their drug use. And for some of them, they they just don't want to stop and they all have their own perfectly valid reasons. Speaking of patients, when it comes to this type of sensitive care, um, how do patients themselves react to it? And adding on to physical care and talking about the emotional aspect of patients, how is their mental health being cared for both patients and the people who are helping them out? So, you know, oftentimes uh, the way we approach uh, substance use treatment in our country is very uh, siloed, right? So on one hand, you have mental health agencies and mental health treatment. And on the other side is is the addiction, the substance use. And sometimes like in a detox floor, for example, they'll be across the hall from each other, even though there's overlap for, you know, mental health and substance use are not exclusive um, aspects of a person, right? So um, there's a lot of separation between those two things. Both have a lot of stigma, right? We have a lot of stigma for people with mental health challenges, just like people who use drugs. And they're often treated as separate from one another. And much of the time, you can't simultaneously treat um, both things. And that's really hard for someone because it's impossible to separate for a lot of people their mental health challenges from their substance use. Many, many people are actually self-medicating for mental health challenges of all kinds. For, for, for people to go to treatment for their substance use, most, if not all people, also want to address their other issues, whether it be mental health or even physical health. So until we can come up with a, a comprehensive care system that allows people to treat their whole body and mind, um, as opposed to only taking a look at their substance use. Sometimes if people receive care for their mental health and physical health, they will naturally choose to use less substances or use in a less risky way. Is there anything that you would like to add on to this conversation as a last note? Yeah, I just want to shout out, you know, Harm Reduction Works. Um, it's a really beautiful a space that people can attend of all kinds um, online. And there are some uh, in-person meetings throughout the country uh, where you can be met, you know, right where you're at in your in your life, whether it's, you know, you want to abstain from all substances, whether you're looking to cut back on some and not others, whether you're just looking for some support and community. Um, it's a space that people can come and, and you know, be met where they're at with their own self-determined goals, you know, without the stigma, without the shame, uh, without having to quote unquote like hit rock bottom or anything like that, it's a very welcoming community 
Um, it's a safe place also for family and friends of people who are using substances. There are meetings that are specific for, for family and friends and loved ones and parents to get support and to learn more about harm reduction and how they can help the person they care about stay safer and ultimately stay alive. Um, so it's a really beautiful space and I, I'm I'm really excited for people to learn about it. Well, thank you, Megan, for joining me today. And for our listeners, if you want to learn more about what we've discussed, please check out hrh413.org and the recent film, Love in the Time of Fentanyl.